Hey folks, Dr. Ed Williams, your business mentor here in aesthetic medicine. Um, today, the topic we're going to talk about is uh, my marketing disasters and how uh, we overcame them. And I want to introduce a couple people here um, because they were an integral part of, uh, of what happened over the last many years. And uh, I think there's some really great lessons to learn in marketing. It's not something we go through school for. It's not something we learn. And quite frankly, I think the industry um, exploits us and take, takes advantage of our good nature because we don't know what we're doing. So uh, first, I have to my, left of my, uh, to my left of me, Susan Sullivan. She's our chief operating officer at the Williams Center. She's worked uh, with me now for almost 25 years and um, has been involved from the very, very beginning. Uh, we have Monique, uh, who is uh, our director of sales. Um, and we have Samantha who is director of, no, director of marketing. Yeah. Um, these are both, both positions we didn't have. And, and I, we have it, you know, we call it, you know, we call it, we put a title to it, but really these two work very closely. I'm going to tell you some of the lessons we learned. And then we have Riley over here who is uh, um, working with us as well. And uh, we'll tell you how our marketing is structured toward the end, um, end of this. And we're going to try to keep it as, as short as possible, we, but we've learned some lessons and, and spent a fortune uh, and had a lot of misadventures along the way. So what I want to do is just take a couple of minutes and summarize where we're at and where we came from. So for those of you who know me, I've, I've been in practice since, uh, since, two, since 92. And for the first many, many years, we did nothing with marketing at all. In fact, you know, when we put a website together, um, it, you know, we would continue to add to it, but really didn't do much of anything until about 2015. And all the humanitarian work that I did, all the lectures I did, all the teaching I did, um, in my mind, we, we did this because we thought it was the right thing to do. And, and around 2015, I realized, you know, I had this epiphany that, um, you know, that's great, but, you know, all of our, our uh, more newly minted facial plastic surgeons were eating our lunch and, and, and all of a sudden they're, you know, Insta celebrities because of social media. And I, I realized again, you know, marketing is somewhat distasteful to me in this, in medicine. So I realized I needed to get over that, uh, because I have, uh, partners and associates and I have a sense of responsibility to, uh, to them. And also as I really started to become more of a student of business over the past, past many years, even though I had a distaste for marketing in aesthetic medicine, it really, it's an integral part of every business. And there's an old, you know, there's an old saying, you have no sales, um, you don't have a business. So we started to get a little bit more deliberate about what we were doing. Um, in fact, if I reflect back to before the 2015 timeframe, I remember Susan asking me, you know, have you, have you been on the website lately? And I would be like, Susan, that's like, you know, oh, no, you know, I, don't, I, don't do, I don't do the website, you know, but, but again, as you realize that the younger generation was embracing technology, we were losing out. And it wasn't like we were suffering. It's just because we had a very well-established practice and 90, 95% of our patients when pulled came to us from word of mouth, but there was a lot more out there. And, and um, especially with social media, making the world smaller and smaller. So around 2016 is when we started to get really get serious and deliberate about all this. And what I did was <clears throat> Susan and I spoke, and the person who had been taking care of our website now for the past 12 years, and we had paid them every month, um, we had a conversation. I thought, well, why just get rid of this person? 
um, because they had been taking care of our website or this company. And I don't want to share names, but this company had had us for 12 years. And I, as past president of our academy, figured, look, um, I got them that position to host our website and do the marketing for the academy. I probably should have some influence in, in being able to move the dial with them. So I have what I call my, you know, come to and my come to Jesus talk with them about, look, here's where we're at with you. We're not afraid to budget and we're not afraid to spend money. These are the areas we want to move the dial. And um, and I got a lot of lip service, you know, in our phone meeting and we're going to move forward on this. and We're going to put a budget together. And what it really got was, um, you know, more of a sales proposal. And again, this is someone I've known for a very, very long time. So it wasn't a and I figured I had, need to give them a shot. The problem with that is that it took a year for us to figure out um, that they were not able to do it. And so I learned a couple of lessons along the way. One is that not everybody who has a business is a good business person. And even though you give them more, uh, you know, they, their ability to attract and train and retain and keep good people and grow their team was limited by their own level of dysfunction. Um, I also learned because I started reading more. Uh, it's probably the, one of the most unethical areas of discipline that we have, especially in the area of digital marketing. And there, I read these blogs by people who had left because they were so discouraged. And so um, uh, they just felt like it wasn't who they wanted to be. Uh, but I think physicians are in a unique position to be taken advantage of because they want to, they see a problem, they have the revenue, they want to throw the problem. So at the end of a year, almost a year and a half, um, we ended up parting our ways with them and we had regular meetings and we're not the kind of people that don't execute and get our work done. But I was so frustrated. So we went on a, we went on a, uh, a mission to find someone new. Susan did all the you know shopping for that and we vetted and we listened to the consultants tell us who we should work with. Um, we're going to hear some of the nightmares that we went through, but one of them was when we decided to, you know, get divorced, it was not a friendly divorce. They were pissed off at us at this point and held us hostage to get our domain names back. I mean, we couldn't get our domain names and this game went on until, until I finally called and we spoke to, and I spoke to the guy who's the CEO of the company because his people were dodging our people and it's the blame game you're going to hear about. And I finally said to him, Robert, I think you and I are on a couple of big panels over the next um, six months. And I don't think we want you want me to take this out in front of a crowd of a thousand people. And all of a sudden, the domain names got released and we got our website back. But this is one of the challenges that we learned is that they have control of that. So we went to another company. And the, the second thing I learned is that there's no shortcut for doing your own. And I don't. I mean, I hate to say this, but I really don't trust the consultants. We had a lot of the best consultants giving us advice who to go to. We switched to another company. We spent about another year, year and a half with that company. And I learned a couple lessons there. Um, they did a very nice job with our website. But just because someone has a great eye and does great design doesn't mean they understand SEO and doesn't mean they understand how to build traffic and make your phone ring. Well, that took us, and they were, we, we parted friends with them um, at the end of it, right? They were gentlemen. I can't say anything bad about them, but it was, a, it was another year and a half. So we had three years of failure here, which is, kind of brings us um, to when we 
some of the changes we made it and, and at that point monique you were here right it was the, yes that was, it was my the, first year and that was year. was at the it was sometime in 18 right it was 2018 2018 was. Yep, right beginning of 2018. so we were determined we weren't afraid to spend money and we you know, we knew we could take a part of our budget you know five percent of our revenue four percent whatever it was and spend it on marketing whether we brought it in-house whether we brought it out or we get it out outsourced it right and we went on we went on a shopping trip to find out who would be the best person to work with us and, and we had a, an economy of scale because we had a number of doctors here we had a revenue stream to work with so we were going to find the best person what did we do we met with the consultants again who gave us um another name and here's here's the lesson i learned there we they were very very visible this business group grew very quickly in our space and was dominating you know the, the market we were told they were unbelievably incredible at what they were doing and that there was no way we could go wrong with them because they were the big player and so uh this brought us to where we uh, started to interview their CEO. And I think I want to kind of let you guys talk more about, you know, you know, the first step of this, maybe the first thing I'm going to you know, open it up to maybe money. Yeah. share what we learned and what we did and that and how we did our homework and how we chose that person and where we yes. really failed. Great question. So some of the mistakes that I think that I'd like to talk about first that we made when we were, I guess, courting this new um, marketing company was what you alluded to earlier, Dr. Williams, and that was that we put our faith in multiple consultants. So while we were doing quote unquote the research ourselves, we really didn't dig our feet in enough because we were putting our faith in these quote unquote experts that were telling us what to do with our business. So I think that was one of the mistakes we made when we were first uh, choosing this company. And why um, do you think? Why do you think that the consultants don't really know? Um, because I don't think that they are actually having their finger on the pulse. They're yeah. not living the business. They haven't While they done might it. know our right. business, they are not actually in the trenches with us day in and day out. And I think that they also may or may not get influenced by um, other businesses as well. On the They're on a panel with they're them. Absolutely. And so they're they friends. get favoritism absolutely. with them. And this is exactly what Yes. Yeah. And, and that, that can happen in any industry, of course. But um, I do have to mention, too, that something else that many consultants were telling us is that um, our marketing team that we chose had to be industry specific, which I don't think could be further from the truth yep. at this point. It was a big lesson we learned, wasn't it? Big, we, we went, big lesson. We figured we were going to go with someone in our industry because that's what we were told. Yes. No one else knows our industry like we do. Why not go with the big no. one? And right? In actuality, they had to know their industry, yeah. and we had to do some education. So, I mean, I think that that was uh, one of our failures as well in the beginning. And something else that I think that we did when we were interviewing this marketing company is we sort of let them um, entice us into giving them all of our marketing. We did yeah. not keep anything but in why house. Did, why, did we, why did we do that, though? Well, because we had tried we trusted in house them. marketing and we, we trusted brought them this in company. and we said, you know, we're going we're to trust these people. We're going to follow your lead. Mm -hmm. We're, we're not, we're going to spend the money on it and we're going to follow your lead because that's what I believe. You, you, you bring the best people on yeah. and follow their lead. And yeah. that's what we did. So we um, let out the rope. Yep. And um, after that, I think that we started to realize as well um, that one of our issues with this new venture is that we did not have any in house expertise. 
we needed a marketing manager, which now we have, you know, sitting right next to me is Samantha. But when we first started this venture, it was very difficult to translate this marketing language mm. into something that we understood because a lot of these marketing companies, well, maybe they're great at what they do. They don't understand how to relate it to our business necessarily. And it was almost like talking a foreign language to this company who talked over our heads, you know, quite frequently. Yeah. I mean, they, they were at, at some points, cause I was in part, some of the phone calls, they were mm -hmm. almost patronizing. Yes. Speaking down to us. Like we were intimidating. intimidating. Yes. Scare. You know, I feel that they actually used almost scare tactics yeah. to make us feel that we needed them rather than providing us with education and tools to maybe do some things ourselves. And if I do believe if we had that expertise in house, that maybe our relationship could have started off a little different and we might've realized sooner that this was a big mistake. Well, they, they recommended though, didn't they recommend you hire someone they in did house? Recommend that, yes. um, they also, they came here and I, and talk about the consultation with them coming here and with well, the recommendation, that, which yes. I, you know, I, it makes me, I believe we were all over the place, mm -hmm. right? And yes. so there were a couple of things they said that resonated with me. Mm -hmm. So what was, what was that? Yeah. Think? Well, we first met this um, marketing company through our consultant via email. And they said that they were going to fly out from, you know, wherever they were located in the country, which is pretty far away. And that they were going to charge us a $10,000 fee to come in and spend one day learning our business. And while we just thought that sounded great, you know, you're going to come in, you're going to give us all this dedicated time. You're going to learn our business. But what we realize is you can't learn our business in one day. And I think our, our business, our business, mean, our right. business, they may know the industry, yes. but they had, I was impressed with the fact that they interviewed each of the partners. They wanted they to did. know they, it was an extensive and process. There, were a few th there were a few things that, that hit resonated with me. Our branding was poor. Mm -hmm. Um, they talked to the partners, the partners still want to keep the Williams center name. Yes. Uh, and then they went, they, they met with our key players. Right. And they and got so us was, excited. You know, that uh, was yeah. something they were great. And Susan, you mentioned that they, they were, were great, great salespeople. They sold us yes. a hook, line and sinker. They sold us. And we were, great we were, and we were right for it. Yeah, right. We were, we were at a point where like, not, a, you know, we were willing to do, put the time and the energy and the money into it. That's right. And, and they, you know, and we're not, Susan's not a pushover either. No. Is Susan a pushover? No. 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 So she shot the lock off the wall. Like, <laughs> what did she say? She, was shot she, she really should have yeah. kept it locked at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but at that point, we were ready to grow. We were ready to we really invest. And we realized we were behind the eight ball yes. of marketing. It was yes. the weakest point of our entire um, uh, business operation. That's right. And so we, and we realized that. There was a lot of excitement involved, yeah. like I said. And I think that led us to make this decision that we thought was so great that we judged to be on this awesome company. And then that sort of led us. Um, so what happened over the, you know, what happened over the next um, year? Cause you, you were very involved at that point, right? So now the way we have things structured is Monique um, with our, our sales and, and Samantha work uh, hand in hand mm -hmm. as kind of in charge of our, where we're going with this whole thing, communicate very effectively and, um, and are part of you know, what we do every day. But, but at the time you were kind of, you said, I'll take this on. Yes. And I remember you like, you I were did. like, I was excited. I felt very excited. Right. <laughs> I mean, so that was, uh, when did we sign up with them? Because so I, yeah. we signed on at the very, very end of 2017 and they started taking over was it 17 January 18? of 18. They took over January of 18. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's right. 
Mm-hmm. Was it? January yeah. of 18. Okay. And so what was their, so, <clears throat> I, yeah, I thought it was 2019 it took over. Yeah. Early 19 and we got rid of it by the end. I think it was 19. Because I, I, I joined yeah. the team in May 2019. Yeah. And you had only been with them since I think you signed with them yes. in what, December? Yes. Around that time? That's exactly December right. 2018 yeah. into 19. So what, right. they, yeah. so what they did, they, they, they told us we need to do our branding. That was first. Okay. It was twenty eight thousand. That was twenty eight thousand dollars. You know, and and it makes me want to vomit when I hear it. So what I said to them is like I was like, look, guys, if we're gonna do this, okay, we're gonna follow their lead, we're gonna write the checks, and we're gonna invest in this process. And we had no, you know, we're going down that road. Mm -hmm. So we that was the first thing they and then I said to them, I said, look. With, when, when you look at the stature of our doctors and who they are and how accomplished they are compared to my local yokels, okay, and I'm, I'm just saying that affectionately, but, but honestly, they, they are. I mean, a lot of they're more concerned about, the, you know, making a living and being on the golf course than they are being experts in the field. Our mission was we're specialists, mm-hmm. we're at the top of our game, um, and, and I want to come up, tummy tuck, rhinoplasty, facelift, I want to come up number one or two. And we're willing to be patient and we're willing to work at it and we're willing to put the time in. And I was told, what? That's unreasonable. Yeah. It's going to take years. years. It would take you years. No, they said years, but I said, I said I'm fine with that. They said it was still unreasonable. Mm-hmm. It was an unreasonable goal to be a number one or two. And I don't I didn't buy that, but but I was like, okay, I'll I'll go with it. And that wasn't initial. That was, you know, months into our efforts oh, yeah. when when they that was that eventually it was my goal. So that we were coming up, you know, on SEO and just, and then we'll follow your lead. So what ensued over the next? So we were assigned an account manager basically <clears throat> at that point, And he was to be our main point of contact for all of our marketing, everything. So we handed over our social media, our ads, our pay-per-click. We handed over our newsletter, mm-hmm. our website creation, anything digital. And basically from there, their first task was to give us this great brand. Mm. And which Susan mentioned, we paid $28,000 for it. They talked up that they were going to give us an amazing are we happy presentation. With, are you happy with the brand we have now? We're happy with the branding, yeah. but it was a big disappointment because they only presented us with one option. Yeah. I remember sitting in the room when they presented us with a brand that we thought we were going to get to choose, yeah, right? Right. And I do feel that they almost chose for us. Yeah. You know, I do think that our brand at this point does capture who we are, but um, it was very disappointing. And that was almost the first red flag with this company that, you know, why don't we have four or five? I remember them almost being a little patronizing Mm -hmm. when we, when we said, how come we didn't get a few different choices? And they were like, we know what, you know, we know what's best. And I was, I mean, I think our brand has worked and we've got, it has. that's probably one of the better things we got out of the relationship. Was it worth $28,000? I don't think so. No. You know, you could have. I mean, I have colleagues of mine who've outsourced it to India mm-hmm. for two hundred dollars. Right. Got a nice looking right. brand, right? Exactly. They did present us. I will say, mm-hmm. you know, something I think that we got from this company was a brand book um, that I think was very important when Samantha came on, mm-hmm. who's an experienced, you know, um, graphic designer. They gave us colors. They gave us design. Everything that we needed, um, they did give us moving forward. So I do have to say that was a plus of dealing with this company. Um, but truly, after we had our account manager that was assigned to us. After that, I think we realized that there was some chaos going on. Our meetings had no agendas. Well, you know, to back up though, there was one, if you remember this, I said to the company owner, 
I said, if we decide to go with you, I need a promise. Do you remember what that promise was? That he would be involved. That he would be involved with our account. Mm -hmm. Because I just wanted oversight. I just wanted to make sure. Because that you trusted him. I trusted him. And I don't know what his people are capable of. I also have seen many businesses where they grow and they bring in account managers and they're off to the next project. You know, they come in and that's how I felt like we were sold. Mm -hmm. So, so what, what happened? This head wasn't in the game until about month six. Yeah. The owner's account. So we yeah. were assigned this account manager who we later found out actually Susan found out he was brand new. This was Just his got first account. Yeah. He, he ever managed. He ever managed an account. Didn't he at one point say to you, I don't know why. And I, I won't say yes. the name um, told because we're, we're in over our head. We've never done this. We've we were the first account of the, our kind. We yes. were the biggest business they had and the first full service account <clears throat> that this company has ever had. And they never told us that. They mm -hmm. made it seem like this was just second, second nature, mm -hmm. truly. So that, that was a major um, point of non-transparency where we started to really um, lack trust in this company and started to investigate. So you're saying there were, there were no real agendas. So by the way, you know, most of these companies, they, you know, if you're going to do it, you meet with them once a month, you have an agenda That's or right. whatever, but there was no, so there was no measurables. I mean, I think that was something that we really learned from this every month. We should be measuring the same thing or rankings for our specific keywords. Like you said, Facebook or facelift, rhinoplasty. So they would up. rank us on, we live in um, near Albany, which is the main city, but they would rank us on Lathan, which is the town we live in. And so but that was a red flag too, right? Because so you're coming like, up number one in Latham. Yeah, in right. <laughs> So, which, you know, really didn't live any credibility to what we were looking for them to, mm -hmm. to accomplish. So after four months, um, we uh, really made a decision. And I think the last straw was when they wasted $10,000 on a pay-per-click ad rhinoplasty because um they pushed the wrong button they said mm -hmm. they we were advertising you know rhinoplasty all over the country and not locally for us so at that point we made a decision we're done with them we we need to move forward but but how how it took us another so there was another real big big misadventure so anyone who knows in business if you have if you have uh, you know we were toward the end of the year so what we wanted to do was we prepaid our marketing. Mm -hmm. Again, we did this only because we were told how incredible they were and how uh, we really believed that this was the company we wanted to go with. And you know, we were not pushovers, you know, but, yeah. so but we, we prepaid. prepaid for two websites to be developed. Yeah. And we also, and, and we waited and waited. This was multiple six figures, right? Yes. It was well over. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was a lot of money that we prepaid. In business year 2018, we paid it for 19. It worked out. It was a good business. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. we do that sometimes, right? We all buy equipment mm -hmm. at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, this was a vendor we trusted. Um, and that was a disaster because here, here now, they had our money. Right. We were handcuffed. Yeah. And, you know, it takes a lot to admit your mistakes. Right. And we don't make many, many mistakes like this. I mean, we're dealing with when we're buying equipment, whatever. But this was a this was a big mistake because costly. because we trusted them. Right. And, and they also changed passwords on us for, for different social media accounts that it was a real debacle. Talking about passwords, what, what lesson have we learned from the whole password debacle? 
And or, or a domain debacle, all of these things. What have we learned? Everything is in our name now. with our passwords. Now. And now. Never, ever, ever um, give that up to a to a vendor. Ever. Because they have control. We learned that we right. learned that on the advisors we had in the very beginning, the first website people. We learned that with them, that yes. they held us hostage to getting releasing our domain names We're and our passwords. But every single time we've let our guard down, there we get screwed. Even with people who are, you know, who are well-intended, who were were outsourcing some things, mm -hmm. try to track it and get your stuff done. So we, we learned. The other thing that was was ubiquitous between all of the people we dealt with was I called the blame game. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Well, broken let's links. See. Broken well, links. We tried to get our website from one company to this new marketing company that we chose for about what was it two months. It took them to actually get the website mm. under their control. And all we heard from both companies was, oh, no, that's company mm. A's fault. No, that's company what A's What about fault. the way our website was built? How many times did we hear that? For, for years until, and I finally said, right, I don't care. Fix the goddamn mm -hmm. thing, right? I mean, if it's, yeah. fix it. If well, you're, but how many times did it tell us that you've broken links and the people who built it before? And it was this blame game that went from company to company to company, right? And so that's why we had them build us a new site. Yeah. The new site is beautiful. It presents very well. But when we went and we found another company that, um, which was a local company, um, not in the industry, they did a, a deep evaluation. And basically, we had over 50 pages that were what they consider a 404 code, which Google is the, is the top thing that Google will ding you for, and which is outrageous. So they're building a site that's non-functional. It looks beautiful, but what's that is it? pleasing functionally, not highly on search engine. It, that's what Susan's basically saying by Google will ding you. When you have a bunch of 404 um, codes on your website and in your site index, you have these broken links. Um, basically, that means that Google is not going to rank you higher. When people look for you, that means you're not going to come up locally, organically. Mm -hmm. And throughout the creation of this website, the process, I mean, I know Samantha can speak to this as well because we did this together by the time they were creating our website. We had about 17 pages of edits when we were going through the website, misspellings, um, it, you know, spaces in the wrong place, links going to the wrong place. I mean, that's something that we really expected a marketing company to take responsibility for. Spell the doctor's name right. Make sure the links go to the right place. So that was, you know, painstaking for us mm -hmm. to spend all of our time and effort to go through something that should have been, in essence, completely functional, like Susan said, not just beautiful. What have we learned? One lesson we learned about social media um, and about social media for not only the practice, but for the doctors. It's got to be done in-house. You want it done right, do it yourself. Has to be. No one can be your social Has media. Has to be. And, Has and, you know, and, and they had the audacity. We can take over your social media. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows, knows your, your, nobody knows your people. Media. Nobody knows your business. Nobody knows you. Right? That's right. Yep. And that was a disaster. Yes. I mean, it was another disaster that they took over and we had to get back. Um, what what other things did you learn that first six months when you were when you were trying to work? So, and I, I remember you were beside yourself because Monique took a lot of, you know, she felt I a lot of responsibility, responsibility. <laughs> because, well, you know, and we all took it together, but as a team, but I remember you feeling terrible because, because, you know, you were I on board do. with them, <clears throat> you know, you were yes. on board with them. We were all in the same. Well, we do everything. We win together, <laughs> we fail together. But at the end of the day, you know, 
when you take charge of something, that's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's your, and you're spending other people's money. I mean, you, you don't take that lightly, uh, you know, in management, something that we learned that I think I learned from Susan, actually, who's obviously been um, in management much longer than I have. And specifically in regards to marketing companies is how to hold them accountable, mm -hmm. which is something that we and I did not do with this company. Um, Susan says, take it one small chunk at a time. Decide what's going to hit your bottom line, have them work out one project, mm -hmm. and don't move on to the next thing until that's finished. Even though it's so enticing to you know, have all these you know, irons in the fire, it's not worth it because you can't possibly manage all those things. So that's something that we really learn moving forward is to make sure you make decisions that are going to hit your bottom line and take one project at a time. I that's think we learned a lot of what not to do. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this whole experience, and it has brought us so much further ahead. It's brought us so much further oh, yeah. ahead, and we've also, yeah, it's brought us so much further ahead. But I guess I was so disappointed on a number of things. Like, they, they, they brought a crew here to do all this video, okay? Mm -hmm. And the video was, you thought was awesome, but what, what, what did we find out with the video? You couldn't use them for commercials because they made them a couple of seconds longer than what a 30 second, you know, it's gotta be something like 29 point something seconds. They made the video 30 seconds or 31 seconds, so we couldn't use it for anything. It's another example of marketing companies' tactics to make sure that you still need them. Right. Um, and this was all done yeah. almost under duress where we yep. were ready to part ways so, you know, not certainly saying they no, they purpose, held us hostage. But that is, you know, yeah. one of the things that, you know, they made us feel that they needed. That let's, we needed that. let's talk about Saratoga because um, we we have a hair transplant practice. It's within our practice. And that's about when Samantha came on. Actually, and we, one of their charges was to redo the Saratoga hair transplant um, website. And we had doctors and staff. And we said, look, we're not afraid to put the money toward that. We have content, mm -hmm. and um, they, you know, you're getting put, you're you're putting, you're, you're getting too far ahead of yourself. You're getting too far ahead of yourself. And they kept stringing us on, and the website wasn't getting done right. And so Samantha at that time was on board, and with her, uh, you know, taking the initiative and creativity, she said, "Would you say to me, right? I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, and 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 you know, uh, so so tell us about what you did." And, and and what and what they told us, which is again, this is this is the other thing. I I it's unfortunately um, brought about a lot of mistrust for me for the entire industry. So what what did you do with the website? So um, it was when I joined. It was um, my understanding that we wanted a website for Saratoga. We wanted it quickly. We were leaving this company, and I said, you know what. I'll do it. I'll, I can build a website quickly. Um, there are a few different um, different ways that you can build a website, different um, platforms you can use. Um, usually, we like to stick with WordPress. Um, we have a WordPress site for our main site, but in the essence of saving time and being able to build a very quick site for a smaller site like Saratoga Hair site, um, I said, let's just do it on Squarespace. So um, I put together a site. We launched the site. Everything was beautiful. We, we worked with the doctors to make it seamless. Um, and, uh, what, how many days later was it? A couple days a later after we launched the site, yeah, maybe a week later, uh, we got a very, very long, alarming, alarming, so, so tell me, tell, tell, it was, it was almost like if you, if you don't take this website down, you blacklisted we committed like a website suicide. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much what he said. He said we would be blacklisted from Google, which 
that is that essentially well so you understand from my point of view you know i trusted you and susan trusted you but then we're starting like we don't know yeah i mean these guys are these guys are they these guys are so smart and they're so incredible that they're gonna they should know better okay so they're telling us this is going to it's it's like website suicide so so what what was the what was the the content that was in that email so that we got back to the CEO. It was threatening. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was down my If you don't yeah. take this website down and put it back on the old site, then you will never ever be able to rank on Google ever again. I mean, totally ruined. Meanwhile, this, this is seven p.m. at night. We're getting calls. We're all <laughs> calling each other. What happened? By the way, this is the same person who now owns a company who we yeah. who was who who basically was not returning our calls. Exactly. You know, for for all the it was failure. One of the only communications we had with the owner of the company. I know. All of a sudden, he was alive again. again. Right. All of a sudden, he <laughs> was alive again. Too. He was. To, he was back to, involved. To, yeah. So what happened with that website? I mean, and the thing is crazy is I felt like they were just totally holding us hostage at this point, right? They, they had us, they knew we weren't entirely happy, but they wanted to continue to drink from the well. Yes. And they wanted, and, be, and at that point we were, you know, we didn't know what to do. So what we, I thought was very interesting about that as well is we did have some, you know, expertise as members of our uh, Saratoga marketing team in the past. So we actually elicited their opinion. We forwarded this alarmist email to them. Yeah. And we said, you know, what's going on? Are, are, are we going to be okay? You know, we, we consulted with, we consulted with others and other companies. What was interesting is they said, oh, there's some truth to that. But you will never be black as it. It was almost that they took this tiny, you know, fragment of mm. truth and and just completely twisted it. So you know, I thought that was very manipulative, and that was a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what during our departure. Yep, it was a simple redirect on one page that we had to just fix one page to redirect to the new site page, and um, you know, they took that as you're going to basically doom and gloom your businesses toes on Google. You know, one of the things I I found. As we started to realize we were gaining some clarity, because I'm going to fast forward is that uh, 2019, we lost money in Saratoga Hair Transplant. Uh, we're doing awesome there this year. And, uh, and I see the inquiries and I see the traffic and we have data now to measure and see what we're doing. So they're clearly wrong, right? Oh, yeah. It was a scare tactic yes, to, to basically get us, to get us back. One of the things that was uh, so disturbing to me was just about that time frame, we still didn't have our new website and they were holding mm-hmm. us hostage to the new launch. Yes. Right? Remember, Remember that? Leave them. We they couldn't leave them. We couldn't leave money. Yeah. They couldn't, but they were, and what was happening to, because you were looking at the traffic. What happened to our website traffic? Our website oh. traffic bottomed yeah. down. Yeah, so, so when we first, um, when we first started with them, our visitors to our site um, was at a little over six six thousand. It went down to sixteen hundred per month. So this is monthly numbers. per month. And right now, currently, after we're with our new um, web company, and we've been with them exactly what eight or nine months um, that they've been actively working on our site, we're over ten thousand a month. So um, really, they. Um, they really, really, really set us back. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that was so disturbing to me is when they knew we were not happy, 
Um, and they were holding us hostage for our website. I remember going to one of the big meetings and I had colleagues of mine coming up to me saying, Hey, Ed, um, I just saw your website. It's amazing. I'm like, really? Yeah. Where'd you, where'd you see it? We hadn't seen it. Right. And you took this company had the audacity at the major meetings in their big booth to be telling everybody, by the way, you know, Williams uses us and here's his website. Mm -hmm. And to uh, leverage the name of our company. Yeah. Against that, because, you know, I know a lot of people, so they use that to basically sell other people. So the lesson, the big lesson learned here, the big lesson, there's a lot of things that I want to say, what have we learned moving forward and what advice you would give other people. The big lesson here is, do things in bite-sized pieces. Don't mm -hmm. put all your eggs in That's one right. basket. Okay. We you outsource have, now. We outsource a lot of these things that we can outsource. Individual projects. Individual projects and what? Hold them accountable. Yes. And to have metrics. the With, same metrics. metrics every month that you're looking at. Many, many marketing companies will present you with numbers that make them look good. But if you're measuring the exact same thing every month, there's no way that that will not be accurate. So we need so we need to make sure that we're measuring the same things monthly. And that's what we do with our company today. So what have we, again, people who are listening, what have we done in the last year or so, other than uh, Susan's brilliance to hire Samantha in the day? Because that's- <laughs> I was, I was hired on the spot. But, but, yeah. um, so Sue, Samantha was hired. But you, you know, we- still do. What I'm we hard. <laughs> so how are we structured now and how are some, what are the lessons that you've learned and what are, and I want to hear what are some of the things you guys are working on now to, uh, to move the dial? Well, you know, Monique put together a, a number of marketing myths. And one thing I always felt strongly that we needed to be with a company that knew our industry and that has been proven just the opposite. Um, and you know what? I thought that for years too. I don't want to talk to someone who, you know, what's the difference between an endonasal rhinoplasty and an open rhinoplasty? I didn't want to have that conversation. So, so that's a myth. Yeah. Okay. Also, you know, something for, you know, listeners, I think that's really important that we talked about was that you don't have to follow the all or nothing approach. You don't have to have everything in house and you also don't have to have everything outsourced. It is somewhat of a hybrid model mm -hmm. and you have to do what's right for your practice because, you know, we're fortunate enough that we're a big, business. We have manpower here. And, you know, like you said, you'll hear about how we're structuring our, our marketing and our mm -hmm. sales team to be most effective. Not all businesses, especially new businesses starting, are going to have that manpower. Right. So making the right decisions of what to outsource and what to keep in-house. And like we said before, always keeping social media in-house, mm -hmm. no matter what you outsource, make sure you keep that in-house, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what. That's something that I think is really important. So what are how do, so how do we have things, how do you like to, would you, if you're describe it to somebody in a couple paragraphs, how we have things structured now, so how would you describe that? So right now, um, we have, we're closely with our web company and meet monthly and have them targeted um, the areas that are going to make the biggest impact and change in our website. And we are, our meetings are about half an hour and very much to the point and we're meeting every two weeks. Um, we have learned and brought on assistants to actually um, be, um, what do I want to say? They're following each pr provider for social media um, content um, and not trying to do, have one person do everything because it really um, doesn't work. Yet our team, we have created a team where we share 
the knowledge um, amongst each other. And it's um, really grown. I am so excited about where we are and where we're going with it. But uh, my advice really is to slow down and really take things and hold people accountable, especially if you're outsourcing. You've got to meet with them frequently, have the metrics and understand. Don't let them guide the meeting. You guide the meeting. Don't be afraid to say that you don't understand things. Have them explain stuff. And now more than ever, we're able to look at return on investment. We've begun doing commercials, and we're at the point now where we are going to actually be able to get a return on investment of people who come to our website. How many people come to our website from our commercial, which is huge. Um, so we have these metrics that we are really following and, um, that's and, and the whole thing is a process, right? It is mm -hmm. a process. You it can be overwhelming. Yes. It can be overwhelming. Yes. What are some of the lessons you have here? You, uh, what did we lose? You know, on, on number four, you typed mm -hmm. this out, Monique. Um, yeah. some of the things that you know, we don't want to just talk about the negative. What, what are some of the positive changes that have come out of this with us? Well, I think we mentioned it before about our slate, how aesthetically pleasing and beautiful it is. I mean, they did a great job they did. on the aesthetics. We were impressed right away. I agree. And they sold so, us on that. And they did. And they did. And, and I think that that's something that um, they guided us to achieve that. And also the raw footage that they obtained, they actually flew a videographer out here mm. that was a professional videographer. And while our videos that they, um, that they made might have been, you know, that 61 seconds or 32 seconds, so we couldn't use those. The raw footage is truly invaluable. I mean, they, they really did a great job. And while our brand was um, disappointing in the fact that they only presented us with one conceptually, I do think they captured the nature of all of our different businesses to bring that together as one. Mm -hmm. um, so I do think they did some positive things for us. The most positive thing that I think they did for us as a team is to drive us to understand and be educated in the marketing arena so mm -hmm. i think they drove us to make sure that we understand and not just you know give up the house so mm -hmm. a lot of positive things came from them uh i think in the end but so how are we get there. you know one of the things you we took you know, how are we measuring now our um marketing efforts absolutely well i think it's really Cause, important because i gotta tell you when one of my biggest frustrations with marketing and 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 it, I'm I'm as I you know I'm always reading about business and one of the things that makes CEOs crazy is they don't know how to measure marketing, and one one of the things that makes salespeople crazy is salespeople feel like we're being held to our numbers, yeah. but marketing doesn't they don't want to be held to the numbers. So how how are we doing this moving forward so that we can work as a team and be effective? Well, without getting into specifics, yeah. because you can really you know unleash the beast on this one, but what we do is we measure both marketing and sales and we put those numbers and those met metrics together so we can actually correlate what marketing efforts are hitting the sales bottom line and that's why mm -hmm. samantha and i work so closely and um, i think that's a pearl what we try oh, to yeah. do is tie your you know how you guys do and how you perform together uh as a, as a team yes. because if samantha's yeah, not doing her job it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna hurt, hurt me. your numbers. And vice versa, you know. I mean, right. our salespeople have to if, answer the if phone. If the conversion rate right. isn't there, if their scripted is, scripting is incorrect, That's right. then her efforts to make the phone ring are, are, are they're, worthless. They're wasted. You know, a couple things that, that we measure um, are our site visitors. Susan mentioned that earlier, so I think it's really important to measure your site visitors. Um, your return on investment on any ads you do or any pay-per-click ads or Facebook ads 
making sure you can actually measure your return on investment is pretty cool. And then um, something that we just recently um, are using as a platform that we can actually see the patient's information. We can see what time they called, um, how long they spent on the call, what their name is, what location they're calling from. So really getting into those um, metrics has been huge for us and keeping track of any major changes you make in marketing because everything is tied back to a certain date and that's how you know it'll really work. One variable at a time. Exactly. So what, we only have a couple more minutes here, but what, moving forward, what are you excited, what are we doing now, the next thing that we're doing, the next thing we just launched, where, where, what are we trying to accomplish? Well, we want to be number one in all of our top procedures. We want to rank organically. That's been, and you know what the coolest thing is, we're doing it. We're yeah. hitting it on some of our main procedures. I mean, yeah. that's that's going to be huge for us. So what about, what about our culture? What are we doing here to, to, that's well, gonna affect our bottom line. Well, we're actually we're rewarding our people yeah. to make sure that they buy in to our, our culture and we're actually creating metrics that not only measure um, our success in marketing, but we're also creating metrics that measure customer um, customer experience. So right. we're really digging into that next right. and it all it starts with marketing. It I starts mean, with marketing, but our marketing effort, and I guess this is where I was going because you know the answer is rather than being you know innovators because we thought we went through that experience of trying to discover ourselves we're trying to become and not just trying to become but we realize how important it is for us to in our culture and everything mm -hmm. has to be customer centric that's right. or begin with us and we're trying to use our technology to the best that we can to measure how well we're doing with that well we're trying to go through the process of digital transformation right. which more or less is using technology to solve traditional problems right. and, that's and what putting systems in place for that and teaching our culture that's right susan what is the biggest lesson that you learned and biggest advice that you would give i mean i really feel like it's taken us four or five years but i never have felt better about the effort I've always felt that we've done a really great job in delivering and taking care of our patients, but this is something that we've struggled with. And I got to tell you, I can't even tell you how frustrated I was. Do you remember? I would come in. I was so, so frustrated because I felt like I had no control over this and we just were spinning our wheels. What, if you were giving someone advice, starting out, someone with maybe, you know, half a dozen employees and trying to grow their practice, what advice would you give them? they have got to find the right people because it's all about the people mm -hmm. we would never have been able to reach the levels that we're at if we didn't hire monique and samantha and the rest of our team you understand um, why it's, I, it's hard for us to gain clarity because we, we as physicians don't understand this stuff. i have never ever um we've never had the team we've been building this team for years and we are at a level where our team they're all rock stars there isn't a person that i would say doesn't fit we hold them accountable mm -hmm. and if they don't um meet up to you know the standard they leave on their own but that is the biggest advice but so much, i wish i could I, go back to those days yeah. well I, I think that's most people don't understand how important it is to build the right team and all that other stuff but on a marketing from a marketing point of view because we could talk about that forever right mm -hmm. um but from a marketing point of view, someone who wants to, I think that one of the biggest lessons I learned was just one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. Definitely. One thing at a I time. You know, it's a process. 
don't expect it to all happen in that and, and, and the problem, I think the biggest problem that you had pointed out earlier is you're a physician. I'm a nurse. I am not a marketing person. So how can you understand marketing and you and you want to trust these companies, but you don't know what you don't know. So another thing would be to hire a marketing person to help guide you to understand their language because they start throwing metadata and metascripts <laughs> and in words that we're not used to hearing or not really, really realizing, <laughs> you know, um, how how they have to be used or how you evaluate them. And just make sure so, you have a partnership with your marketing company. It's not, you know, they're not dictating you and you're not dictating them. It's truly a partnership. They're educating you on their field and we're like educating them on our field. Any professional that you deal with, if you are starting to uh, not feel good about it, it's time to make a change. Yes. Um, and, um, and there is no, there is no, uh, you know, ideal, company out there that's going to do it. No. Um, There's no one size fits all. Well, I think we've kind of run out of time here. I want to thank you guys for staying a little late and doing this. Sure. And, um, and, Thanks uh, for keeping me on after the marketing disaster. Allowing me to redeem myself. I knew you felt bad, so I, no, I, we, we, we all know, but what did I tell, I told you, we made, I accept full responsibility for that. We made that decision together. The team made us. that decision. I know. And so we, uh, you know, we, we, we took it on the chin. So hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you enjoyed it, um, Hey everyone, Dr. Ed Williams here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The White Coat Entrepreneur. I know there are many other podcasts you can listen to, so I really pre appreciate you listening to mine. Um, if you have any other questions or want to learn more, either send me an email or check out my website at Dr. Edwin Williams, E-D-W-I-N, DrEdwinWilliams.com. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please make sure you just subscribe and also share it with your fellow colleagues. Stay tuned for our next podcast, uh, which I think is a very uh, valuable one. It's called The Biggest Mistakes and Lessons I Have Learned Over the Past 28 Years of Growing in Aesthetics and Surgical Practice. So hope you have a good day and thanks again.